0: Our laws, as it pertains to substances, are draconian and bizarre. Psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin. Ridiculous. (laughs) I'm a doctor for <laughs> say where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Love Line all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble. You can't stop and you want help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Thank you all for being here. Another episode of Ask Dr. Drew. Welcome back. We are going to be talking with our friend Leanne Tweeden, who stays with me. You can find her at Leanne Tweedon, L-E-E-A-N-N, Tweedon, T-W-E-E-D-E-N. Uh, I hope you were with us that last hour. Uh, Leanne, of course, is uh, did a show with me on KBC for about a year, and uh, you've known her for many different television and radio projects, primarily in the sports area. But uh, she and I have been talking, uh, seems like, incessantly about homelessness. And uh, I think... <laughs> I've been talking about it for a couple of years, but I think with working with Leanne, it became, we became emotional, and so we've been doing what we can to try to help uh, solve that problem, and we're going to be joined in the studio in just a moment by the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness, what has been called the drug czar, except this administration does not have <laughs> czars, so we'll, he'll, we'll give us that history in just a moment, Mr. Robert G. Marbot, He's going to be with us in just a second. I'm going to take a quick break for some business, and we'll be back to talk about really what this problem is and what we all think we need to do to solve it. Be right back. The CBD industry is still pretty much the Wild West. When it comes to claims and criticisms, the science is catching up with the industry. We will have clinical science soon enough. and There seems to be an overwhelmingly positive response these days to CBD's efficacy. We've all heard the reports. And luckily, our good friends at Social CBD are raising the industry testing standards. They like to say they are test-obsessed. Social CBD works closely with their suppliers and multiple third-party labs to ensure you are getting exactly the package that they say you are getting. High quality CBD with 0.0 THC. And social CBD wants you to be skeptical. That's why they put a QR and batch code on every package. This allows you to check all the test results for your product, not general testing, the product. The one, the specific batch you bought. And while social cbd broad spectrum products are available in a range of formulations each of which is clearly described so you can make an informed decision without all that hype and promises that sound too good to be true to learn more go to drdrew.com socialcbd that is my website dr.com slash s-o-c-i-a-l-c-b-d for a limited time you can save 20 percent at checkout with the code dr drew now let's get back to the show Needles have increasingly become a part of everyday life. Proper disposal is both difficult and expensive. We have the solution. Simpler, safer, affordable, and fulfills the obligation to protect our environment. A single stick with something like this means tracking down the user. It means blood test for the person's stock. It means possibly medication for an extended period of time. Needle sticks are devastating. No more, incinerate the needle. Needle goes in this port. It's over. Done, needle gone. We all have loved ones who use needles. Keep their home safe. Medical offices are loaded with sharps. We are using ancient technology to protect our patients, our staff, ourselves. You know what needle sticks do. You know the cost and the devastation psychologically and physically potentially from a needle stick. Eliminate that completely. Stop using ancient technology. Sand MIDI, it will solve your problems all right we are back everybody the united states interagency council on homelessness called USICH. am i getting that acronym correct independent federal agency within the executive branch that leads to implementation of federal strategic plans to prevent and end homelessness it has advised. It's advised by a council which includes the heads of 20 federal member agencies. And Robert Marbut is uh, the head of this organization. It is such a privilege to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me. That's a real, real privilege.
0: Yeah. And Leanne, can you imagine?
2: I, I know. I just, uh, gosh, I, I wish a year ago we were having this conversation.
0: Yes, Leanne yeah. and I have, have have expressed many, many hours of frustration and fear and concern. <laughs> we do three hours and a I, day, I, And every when day. I had the privilege of going and speaking at the White House, I met Mr. Marbot, and I was like. We we have our man.
3: <laughs> our yes. man's in the
0: right spot. Doctor Ben Carson
2: was kind of first. He yes. was a, a you know physician. He understood where you were coming from with the diseases and now- so we
0: talked to Ben yeah. on our radio show. And and I it was like, for me it was like doing a handoff after call. I was like, here are the cases, and he's
1: like, got it, got it, got it, got it. And he goes, you know, we need to. Here's what we need to do. And I was like, yes,
0: that's what we need to do.
1: And yes. it, Secretary Carson's amazing. Yeah. He gets this issue so deeply, yes. but he gets it as a clinician a scientist and a physician yes. and that's how and he then, gets it
0: and then he's looking solution as an administrator right right which i know is a hard he's expressed many times how tough that job is yeah. he said being a neurosurgeon nothing <laughs> as compared to being the administrator of the head of hud <laughs> yeah he's he's hud right I'm yes he's been hit azar yeah, hhs is azar yeah. and yeah. Uh, who also was a very impressive man i've spent the very impressive with him, a yes. really interesting dude so here you are you're visiting us in the really the epicenter of this problem uh I came to the White House and talked about how we got here in terms of how we eviscerated the state system for managing mental health and to some extent drug addiction. And uh, we've forsaken these people and now they are dying at the rate of three a day in our streets. Give us the national perspective and give us some idea about how how you wanna sketch out a
1: solution. Well, uh, uh, I'm a big believer you gotta know exactly what the problem is before you try to solve it. For sure. And uh, there's a lot of people trying to solve a problem from a a sort of an advocacy point of view and they're not looking at it clinically, they're not looking at real data. Mm -hmm. I used to run a lot of places. I've helped many homeless centers, assistance centers and transformational campuses. I've helped uh, probably 150 communities actually address this. So I take it a lot different. I start always with data and then, you know, everybody always comes in I'm amazing when I go and expand my Well, No, because
2: we would talk to scientists, and a lot of times they just want to get to the answer they want to get to, instead of letting the data lead them there.
1: Yeah. I, I've gone arguing so, from conclusion. Yeah, yeah, think yeah. We say I've gone to so many communities, and I, 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 I had one of my handlers. This is literally my last project. and I said, "Watch what happens." So I asked twenty people in a row in, in meetings. I said, "What do you think the problem is?" And they went nineteen out of twenty went right into the solution. Yeah, yeah, and right, so right, you right. have to right, right, understand right. the numbers first. Yeah. then you go f- uh, depart from there, and that's so important. And and what we know about the numbers, let, let's sort of work L.A. out. Uh, L.A. is roughly one fourth, just a little less than one fourth, of the overall unsheltered situation <sighs> the for the whole United States. It's just unbelievable. And 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 then that is mostly centered in a few spots right. too. And so then you go to California, and roughly almost half of the situation statewide, California is half of the overall United States. Oh, so there are many parts of the United States are actually dropping, and and so and, and when you look, at they're the, all
0: coming here, and,
1: and, and when you look at the data, you actually see where policies. Are contributing to the problem, sure. As we talked about at the White House summit, uh, that when when we went to deinstitutionalization, sort of from the left and from the right, you went from why are we in that business? Okay, so let's drill in a little bit. Right. So there was a
0: systematic policy since the '60s to choke the institutionalization state systems to death. That but started with
2: Kennedy, right? Because a lot of people want to blame Ronald Reagan for shutting down all the state mental health. No, it
0: started health. with the community mental health out in 1963. It was, it was a, wh- a great idea, horribly executed, run by people that didn't know what they were doing, and it just didn't work. And, and in the meantime, they did successfully choke out the health care systems, the state hospitals, with no plan for what to do with the people that came out of the hospitals.
1: That's the deinstitutionalization. Part. Absolutely. And the other part you were saying, the. It, and, and so uh, let, let's play. Let, let's run that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so people that were getting help and treatment in recovery mm-hmm. are, are now no longer getting any treatment. Right. So. Chronic where, uh, yeah. With so chronic so where does this group go? You know, the, this cohort goes to the emergency rooms the emergency right. departments right. Well, that's to today. the jails they go jails to, they, to the street streets and, and the hospitals nursing homes nursing, nursing homes, homes okay. too. Nursing home.
2: or or they die
1: or they die. Or they well, today die. we decided I, I mean, they have to know. die, right. which it, is incredible. It, and so, when you look at the, the the that number of people, they and people say, "Well, what happened?" That's part of this. It, you have to go back to that. That's one of the major contributing factors. Then the Feds, about seven or eight years ago, started making some decisions and policies that really were not good. So, so let me let me before we fill those out, the
0: the states. We're sort of happy because a lot of states were fiscally conservative, you said, from the right. So a lot of the states contributed to the problem by saying, hey, we don't want this expense anyway. You guys take it. Didn't give any thought to whether the, it was going to be effective or not. They just said, okay, fine. We don't want the expense. You take it. Didn't work, right? That was part of the right. Meaning they
2: problem. weren't making any money on these health care facilities? No, no.
0: It was exp- the states had an expense, and they were like, hey,
1: Fed want to take it, go take sure, it. Okay. So go ahead. And, and And so what happens is we're spending the money now. You're spending it in different bad places, right? right. right. So the question is: it's that oil commercial? Pay me now a little bit, or pay me a lot later when the transmission and the whole engine goes? Yeah. And so it is much better to use your money very smartly. Yes. And 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 likewise, there are a lot of people say we need more vouchers, we need more money. That doesn't make any sense unless what we're doing is right. Well, I and mean, we're not there yet. Last we gotta year we've get been right. talking
2: about this for so long on the yeah. air that last year L.A. County and L.A. City spent over a billion dollars our homelessness, the crisis and the number of people went up like 16, 17%. So you're gonna tell me that a billion dollars if worked effectively is gonna make homelessness worse? Well, no, of course not. So we're, I feel like we're throwing away money. We're spending $40 we're to million dollars to, power to power wash sidewalks that they move their tents and come right back, but we're doing nothing for the people that are living on the streets and dying on our streets.
1: A- absolutely, and, and we have a graphic. Can we go to the graphic now? Is that you, possible? Let's do it, here's uh, the graphic. We'll it, show
0: you a graphic that, gives, that it, really tells exam and, and this tells is us what's this going on here.
1: and so if you look at the purple line over to the bottom left that in the green bottom portion is what we call the unsheltered homelessness so these are people experiencing unsheltered this is the street the bridges right. the marinas etc and sure. And if you if you look from 2007, 2014, it was going down 31.4%. Going down rapidly. Rapidly. Long, now that's yeah. not an annualized, that, that's the total uh, period of time. And then it starts to change in 13 and 14, and then actually goes up. And the inflection point is a 50% inflection point, and it's steadily going up. And what's incredible for a statistician is look how close the R graph, you know, the R data, when you look at the linear regression on it, the the bar almost captures every movement. There's a few little small outliers, but basically the data is tight. So it begs the question, what happens in 2013, when, 2014? What, that
0: inflection point where it started getting
1: worse, what and, was going on? And it's on a now? sharp, clean inflection point. Yeah. And then go look at the top. That's the overall homelessness number, 15.6%. And so that's all the assistance beds of all five types of assistance beds plus the people that are in no assistance on the street, and it goes up 15.6%. So what's going on in 2013? We fundamentally changed how we approached homelessness. We went in and said, we're just giving you a voucher and we're walking away and we're moving away from housing first. Services. housing That's first right. housing For first yeah. Housing yeah housing, prop
2: 47 became very big in california what 2014 it was implemented so all the crimes of doing drugs or being able to be taken off the street by a police officer put in front of a judge to say do you want jail time do you want a drug treatment program has been taken off the table
1: and and, and across the board you see this movement of we're just going to try to get a roof on you and not have any supportive services. And we moved from it being a requirement to maybe you have it to to almost nothing. nothing. And in the little red bar area, uh, often that's manifesting its stuff around the country is one case management meeting once a month for an hour. Nothing. And and so that's not addressing anything. So when you look at this data, you got to ask, well, what happened? And we moved to a thing called what's housing first, which to me is the medical equivalent of going to an ER and ED without any nurses and doctors. Right. Go to emergency room and it's empty. And and, and, and we give you a, we give you a voucher and then some people say, well, that's mean or that's tough. If you get a Pell grant in education, we require you to attend 12, cl- 12 yep, hours a unit. Yep. We require a GPA. Yes, sir. And you have to graduate in three years for, in most, most cases. If you get unemployment insurance in most states, you have to go to 10 interviews or, or such. Even in section eight housing, there are requirements. But somehow for this one unique social problem, that there, there's the, we don't want to require services. Yet we need to have services and whether- They're we are the inter- most
0: seriously ill. It's literally is like, trying to treat a, 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 expecting a sick person to get well when you stop treatment
2: right or we say we have all the we have billions of dollars in what we've taxed ourselves here twice in California Triple H and H money and they're trying to build you know now almost a million dollar apartments and I said to Dr. Drew I go suddenly you're going to give a guy a million dollars $750,000 apartment that's been homeless that has schizophrenia or whatever and suddenly when he walks through the threshold with this new set of keys to his apartment his schizophrenia goes away well I'm it- like, I'm, <laughs> are we are we insane here because right, I feel like right. we're Because what lost
1: you the house the first time you will lose the house the second time and third time Thank if it's you. not or treated, fourth time. If it's not treated. Right. Whatever that catalytic event that yeah. lost the house the first time has Correct. to be addressed if you Look, want sustainable a, housing. A psychiatric
0: illness is defined by difficulty functioning. That's what defines a psychiatric illness. And it starts with difficulty functioning at work. And then it goes right. to difficulty functioning in relationships. Right. Then it yeah, goes yeah, to true. difficulty functioning in your family. Then it goes to difficulty functioning with your nutritional needs. And then it goes to difficulty functioning finding living space. It's the lowest function. It's when
1: when the disease has gotten so severe, you lose everything, including where you live. And, And you've literally described the cycle of most people experiencing homelessness. There's a catalytic stress event that occurs. And then you start to lose your your friends, and right. then you like la- well, lose use your support up all groups. of the
2: goodwill from your family, and, from your friends. They're like, "Okay, you've been on my couch enough. You're giving me grief. Move on."
1: And, and exactly, and then you stop making it to work, and yeah. then you eventually lose work, yep. and then you lose that's your illness. credit rating, and, and, illness. and, illness. and then you lose right. your 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 house, and then yeah. you lose your car yeah. if you're it, there. Right. And so it's a it's a progression down and if we don't address those real clinical issues and not everybody and it but i'm talking my most understanding
0: of them. Is, My understanding is that that we're talking we're talking about you and i are, and the three of us today yes. are talking about the chronically homeless <laughs> right, right. right the people that are transiently homeless i've seen data that suggest on the Take streets of the los street, angeles like three on average 3 months yeah so somebody who's just down on their luck but not part of an illness that's right. progressing they spend
1: an average of 3 months and on, on the street. and a lot of times they get <laughs>
2: back into the home that they were in before before this event
1: yeah it, and it's so much more cost effective to Prevent the entry into homelessness. Yes, and I would even go so far as the individuals you're describing that because not everybody has behavioral mental health issues, not everybody has substance uh, disorder issues. They're not 85% but, but it's, it's the highest. It's <laughs> right. the yeah, highest right. amount. But yeah. there are some. But that doesn't mean you don't need case management. You may need well, job that's part coaching. Of
0: but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Case management. We case management was invented for psychiatric patients. Correct. So it kind of defines a psychiatric case. Well, I mean, how interesting
2: before when we were doing our show on KBC, right, Dr. Drew, we would talk to a lot of politicians, a lot of LA councilmen, a lot of people that are putting the money and saying, we need housing and we need this. And I would push back. You would push back. And it was always, you know, they're trying to say, oh, it's housing, it's this, it's that. And we would say they need stuff. And, and, and you would say wraparound services. And they kind of hated that word because they don't, it's almost well, like they them- don't want to associate certain things with people. You know, they have empathy and sympathy for the people that are homeless and there's different reasons. And then you would sort of work it back out. Well, they need to see a case manager. They need to see somebody about maybe getting back into the workforce. They need to see somebody about their mental health. And they're like, yes, exactly. And Drew goes, those are wraparound services.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly
2: right. I, I mean, you know, yeah. And I, I don't they, I mean, they make you, the case poor for, for yeah, us
1: yeah right? i don't care if you call it wraparound services right. permanent supportive yeah. services uh, whatever or you case call management it, or
0: psychiatric hospitalization yeah, it's all but, the same thing but just it, different it's, it's, it's
1: holistic services well, that treat the catalytic event that's unique to you me and you we to, all have to, different. To, to be fair this is i think something that people will find very interesting that uh,
0: i am totally interested in and supportive of the idea of community ba- community settings with a high degree of focus on Participation and vocational rehab, which are psychiatric things, but you do it in a in a in some sort of environment of care. You know, not that be a hospital, right? And they're
1: doing absolutely. This is like the Trieste plan. This is Fort Collins in Colorado. What
0: do you think of those kinds of plans? And,
1: and you know, one of the ones I was involved with, Haven for Hope, we have placed thirteen thousand people permanent supportive housing and market rate housing over a nine plus year we've reduced street level homelessness, chronic level homelessness, unsheltered homeless 85% wow. in where, the year now in San Antonio, Texas. And right up the street in Austin, they took that, they bought into housing first. Right. And that's now, as you see what's on TV, they're becoming a little mini Los Angeles yep. and a mini Berkeley. Yeah. And we're, we're only about 80 miles apart. We're having the virtually the same television media, broader market. And they took a very different approach than what San Antonio did. And my, the people who followed after me and Bill Gree, who's been the chair, did an amazing thing, and it has worked. And so those settings really do Des- work. Describe those settings. It is. It they have a hundred plus uh, federal, state, local government agencies there, mm-hmm. nonprofit agencies there, faith based agencies there. Right. Now, how Secular- do you pull that off? We were told you can't deal with yeah. faith based right. organizations, and, and why not? They, it's or that va- they
2: couldn't get federal money.
1: Mm. And, and, and uh. th- what you want to do is you want to have as many, this problem is so big, I need Everybody. everybody we need everybody yes, yep. and when you start yes. saying i'm going to make a rule and you can't help but only you can yeah, help oh my but, the, but you
2: see what they do p- publicly or privately like dr andy bales or reverend andy bales you see what he's doing works oh, of course yeah he we can't what he's doing. give him more money to kind of let him do what's working it, and being effective and
1: he is part of an overall group of about 300 he has like 399 peers city yep. gate and yep. they they have an amazing system and they have amazing success Yet they almost get virtually no federal money now. Right, I know because they've faith-based. been. They that's used right. to get federal money, and now they're out. Wait, and so, 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 why
2: is that? Why can't we help?
1: Well, it, in our view, is we need all the help from anybody. If you if you do a program that works for us, we want your help. That's my, and, and I know that's controversial, but my view is- So we, now,
2: Reverend Andy might be able to get money it, we, from-
1: Because we're, we're in a crisis- Why is that we, controversial, by the way? I point. know. It, 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 we're in a crisis, and in Los Angeles and California, yeah. you have more people dying than we've ever seen any time in the history and, of measuring and Mr. this. Mr. Marbot, uh, and, <sighs> and tell people why you're not the czar.
0: I want you to be the czar. Oh, but, right, <laughs> but, 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 I'm the executive director. <laughs> but there are no czars, no czars, even though the press uses that term all the time. Uh, that's my constant refrain to these people that will not contemplate uh, turning around that data we just pushed up on the screen
1: which is what does the body count need to be before I, they listen to you In in or let's let's make this There it is again it, we need to realize this is not a complicated issue it is complex right but it's not complicated if you go to the dictionary there's a difference one implies you can fix it but you're gonna have to be scientific about it the other one is you can't fix it you're in a quagmire right this is complex and it's fixable and many communities have figured out how to do it so why aren't we replicating that rather than going to some crazy policies period.
2: Right. And I feel like there are so many enablers and people that do feel like they're doing good, but we know on the back end. They're killing people. They're killing people. Mm -hmm. You're enabling. We have a guy, Max, that lives out where I live and and hopefully everybody on our Facebook page is is watching this right now on our homeless page. Fern, thank you so much for your work. But it's like, we have a guy there that's been arrested two nights in a row. He comes out. We know we've seen video of him. He's like, I'm looking for my wife and my house and he's been in San Diego and he's looking in West Hills. He's in Woodland Hills. He's over there in Chatsworth. I know you're keeping it from me we can't get this guy help we can't get him off the street what is the problem you know it's so frustrating that now it's affecting it seemingly everybody else's mental health all the people that have worked all their lives to move out to the suburbs put their nest egg in a home and and now their kids can't walk across the street or they have to walk across the street to avoid underpasses or people like max that are taking up the entire bus stop that have their tents open all day long and Cops can't do anything. The other day on our Facebook page, there was a man that I'd seen taking my kid to preschool, had his pants down in front of the Seven Eleven. Oh, two hours later, guess what I saw on the Facebook page? He's laying on a mattress in the middle of our street. <laughs> and guess what? Two cops just pulled over, stood out of their car, didn't do anything, Dr. Drew. They, they just stood there and kind of just tried to make the traffic go around him so he didn't get run over. They have
0: to try to encourage him to move. So this is the other I issue. I mean, we we have Hi. laws
2: that we cannot do anything. And the, the right. stick and the carrot, we, there is no it, stick. It, Anymore. And where We're not ad- just
1: stick, we just can't do anything. If they're so ill, they, they don't know what right. they're and, doing. And The administration, we have a new policy that that, that you'll see getting pushed out across all agencies that, that the president and the administration wants to push. And that is trauma-informed treatment plus, literally a plus symbol, affordable housing equals housing stability. And, and that is putting yeah. the service side back in and getting rebalanced that we used to have And if you really want to get serious about affordable housing, you got to get serious about affordable construction.
2: Of course. And
1: in California and Los Angeles, when you control for the cost of materials, and even if you control for the uh, there, if you control for the hourly rate difference of of construction, you're still twice as much construction costs here. And it's because the fees and the regulations. And so what we're suggesting is threefold. One, Wave every fee. Thank you. Every hookup. You. Everything you yeah. have. If you're serious about it, about it, waive that. Number two, make it where you can streamline the process of construction into one day. Yeah. It's a, called a one stop shop. Many parts do that around the country. Here, it takes six months, eighteen months, and right. such like that. And 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 you just can't be doing that. Yeah. And the other is, you, you we need fire safety. Uh, uh, you need that. You need earthquake. Right. We're in of California. Course. you Need earthquake. Of but when you start looking at these other 25 categories, nobody else in the country has these. Only California. Yeah, only California. has. Right. Yeah. them for the homeless. And to some extent, Washington yeah. State has no, a, they're, okay. they're, they're doing, doing a, a- yeah. They're, they're trying to catch up. And so those three things need to be done. And, and candidly, if you a lot of people say, well, just give us more vouchers, federal government. Oh my God. If you do not... Imp- it increased construction door knobs that actually units. If we flood the market with fifty thousand new vouchers, we will actually have the counterproduct. We won't place any more new people in place, and you'll actually raise the rate. Of course. So until we create, we can't voucher your way out of this. We have to construct our way out, and you have to do that with affordable housing. And so the feds need to change the rules on getting back in and getting treatment services and care services, wraparound services, permanent supportive or holistic care. I don't care what you call it. We need to get that back into the game. And then the locals need to get real serious about deregulating. And I mean locals, meaning the cities, the county, and and the state is actually doing some good, But most of those are at the city and county level.
2: But there's also another problem that we have here in California, and, and this is not a joke. I don't care where you fall on this on the political spectrum, but we've had a million, maybe a million and a half undocumented immigrants come into Southern California and Los Angeles in the last year. They found homes, maybe on the bottom rung, but you're talking about people that are already probably hanging on to the bottom rung of the ladder. That are now falling into homelessness. So, is it a housing crisis? Is it something they're creating because we're a sanctuary state? So, you're letting all these people—they have to live somewhere. I don't see a lot of them living on the streets. Not of them. Maybe a Not lot of them are living 10, 20, 30 in a, in a house or something. But they have found themselves housing. So, what is it? Is it the problem that they created that we're allowing a lot of people to come in, they're finding homes? So it's crunching the homes that people on the bottom rungs that are having a hard time hanging on paycheck to paycheck. One thing happens to them, they end up on the street. Or is it that we're not building enough housing? It's too expensive. Every, all the houses we're building are million dollar apartments that most people can't afford. Which is it? It's like they're creating two problems at once. It,
1: and. Virtually all the housing costs in California, and I mean, you know, and that means the add up of the California laws, the county we'll laws, the, and then whatever the your local city is. Sure. It's all self-inflicted. It it is a hundred percent because nobody else in the country has these costs. Even New York doesn't have these costs when you control for the righteous. land costs.
2: It's righteous here in California to do all those things. Even if people are living on the streets, But
1: if you're serious about p- addressing people dying on the streets, we should are, are be they? immediately at least doing it. Oh, wait, hold yeah. on.
2: Are they? How long has this been happening now? Years in California. At, at
1: least waive it for the development of the homeless housing. At least waive it, it. Yeah. For that. And, and the, the amount of people who have died in LA County has doubled roughly in six years, five to six years. And so to me, we're in a real crisis now. This is oh, not, absolutely. To, so, and so you can waive fees starting on Tuesday. Every city council in state could go out and say, we're going to waive all the fees. On, on affordable housing. I'm not talking about not how you yeah, there. Just affordable housing. And you can do a one-stop shop where you get all processing done in eight hours and you only work about what you really need, the life safety and the earthquake. You need those, you got to have those and you want to have a dignified quality in a place, yeah. but you can't be building $550,000. That's not it's affordable. It's not right. anything. And it's then how does happen. that
2: make the people feel that, ha- that can't afford their own $750,000 apartment that work two jobs and that are struggling to pay the rent and raise their kids in California you know what I'm saying yes it has that feeling of people going they're breaking the law walking out with under $950 out of Macy's every day they don't get caught they don't even get a slap on the wrist they don't even the cops don't even answer the phone anymore it's so frustrating and then yeah people go oh you know what I'll get pulled over for going five miles over the speeding limit because they know I have money and then I'm going to pay the bill you know what i mean so it's a frustration that is building in these communities where we're being run over and inundated and it feels like our politicians don't listen they so, don't so, answer the phones they're not they're not talking to us they just act like nothing's wrong oh we just need more money just we just so, need more taxes. So, so
0: leanne's feeling that she's expresses very clearly and well is is a feeling that a lot of people have in this part they're, they're just sort of boiling over with stuff uh, it, it, it's, it's not an
1: uncommon feeling she's expressing. And, and I knew it had changed a couple of years ago when I had some friends on, on the Democrat side of the aisle that I had gone to college with out here. And when they started calling me saying, we have a problem in Santa Monica. You, they knew I worked oh. in the world of homelessness mm-hmm. oh, and they were, they were like, why is this? And they were ticking through this. And, and, and when, and when it sort of got beyond skid row here, oh yeah, the politics seemed to change. Yeah, when it was in one isolated place, That was sort of like, it's over there, you're not seeing it. What I said, it
2: didn't affect your neighborhood, yeah. Skid Row, you, now know, it's you never see it. Now it's everywhere. No, right.
1: I, I have got, I've been in L.A. now five days, in, in San Bernardino, in the Inland em, em, Empire. Every highway overpass or underpass I've seen, every tents. single one has multiple tents every street, somewhere, every street I've driven, some segment of the street. Think about that. Every single street, some segment. Have you gone to the riverbeds it, yet? It, oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, yeah. and I went walking around uh, last night in, in, um, in, you know, Skid Row, the traditional Skid Row. It's not just
2: one block it, anymore. You it, know, it's that whole it downtown area. It is everywhere
1: in Los Angeles. And so the great thing is If you wanna create affordable housing, the elected people can do that immediately. They just start on Tuesday. Come back on Tuesday, start making the changes. And I'm talking statewide. And we also need to bring a balance of services and wraparound services where people, when they do get placed, that that they can sustain a housing environment and keep it that that their illnesses get treated because if you do that the housing becomes stable
0: so so let's talk about the illnesses that 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 are ubiquitous throughout the street by the la times own admission 85 percent of people and whenever i go out and talk to homeless they'll they'll tell me two things we're all on meth if we're not on heroin (laughs) uh, and everyone will have their own mental health and trauma sort of story everyone every 100 percent um a lot of these people are gonna need pharmacotherapy. How are we gonna do that? Because how are we gonna get them to take it and keep taking right. it and fund it?
2: And what about the people that will need like, to be in a facility for the rest of their lives? There will be people well, let's, that let's need do, to this, be, there's, there's, yeah. I have three topics, that's one of them. <laughs> let's do
1: pharmacotherapy yeah. first. So in transformational centers, and there are many yeah. across the country, yeah they they've they've cracked that nut they okay. know how to do that how to get and, them and, to cooperate and, they, with and that's meds. why they're so successful okay good and they med management and compliance yeah. works that's, also that, long
0: I, we got to get them funding for long-acting uh, and absolutely
1: psychotics. and the the other is uh you know i often say housing first is a tool mm-hmm. one tool mm-hmm. in a big toolbox. right what we do know is the group you were ta- talking about, that is actually what the first Area Housing First was used and it actually worked. That, that's a, sm- a small group yeah. that that works for. That makes sense. It got misused across multiple other segments who people have different catalytic events. And so we have to understand what the right treatments are. Okay, so pharmacotherapy, I I having worked with this population for 30 years, I know... That's your expertise. Yeah, it's
0: so my area. I know what... The, the two areas I know is chronic psychotic illness and drug addiction. So drug
1: addiction is the next thing. How are we going to motivate that? Because those people are not going to want to stop doing drugs. And and you have to understand it's co-presenting in most cases. And so you uh, and can't... Can, let. Uh, I, so what you're saying is it's a co-occurring which we call Co- that yeah. which is a
0: psychiatric illness and a drug addiction but the drug addiction is what's fueling the streets
1: <laughs> a- a- absolutely so. absolutely and one back to we need to understand the real numbers yeah. one number i get thrown back at me a lot when i start talking to the people on the hill and start saying how do we start to make these change they said the population on the streets only 15 to Twenty percent. Well, they're taking the HUD point in time drug addiction. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> well, all not an, <laughs> an uh,
0: Yeah, we do. You Yeah, that's, but, really, but that's laughable.
1: But official reports say that. And here's why: it's a self-report number. Oh, the self-report well, means well, nothing in psychiatry. Yeah, It yeah, exactly. means <laughs> nothing. But that's nothing. the eighteen-year-olds with uh, a clipboard. But that's what's in the federal reports. That's ridiculous. So if you really understand, most people who have done what I've done put the numbers somewhere between 78% in category one, and in category two is somewhere between 60 and 70%. And when you put the numbers together, there's a huge overlap. Yes. Yes. And you have to address simultaneously. Both. In a yes. lot of states, here's the problem, a lot of states, you can treat one, because that's in one department, the right. money comes down, right, or right. you can treat the other, because that's in another I department. Understand. And you have to treat that together if you want to be successful. But, but,
0: but the one that we're going to have trouble getting people off, the streets and into treatment more than the psychiatric one is the drug addiction. Absolutely, one. Right. So that's how we always the heart. Yeah. What did
2: you say, Drew? That they the drug addicts only respond to three different things, right? Well, <laughs> well like you know, they, they the leverage. Freedom, they respond to leverage. Right. Yeah, they, sure. if they if
0: they lose their life, their freedom, or their child. Those are the three things that motivates right. drug addicts to want to get better. All of a but sudden, if you come
2: here to California and you're just allowed to be a drug addict, but you can freedom steal and do losing your freedom, freedom well. yeah, sure.
0: But um, no oh, what, of that what was I going to say about the drug addicts? You know, and and for this population, I. I am in favor of medication-assisted treatment. I don't think we're going to get sobriety out of everybody. But let's just get the medicated... I I actually just went through a course to be able to... prescribe suboxone i'm so committed that this is what we're going to have to do with the street population do we have the funds to do it and the personnel to do that
1: well it, it the short answer is we're not spending our money right yet so we got to get that fixed before you start adding money because right now we're putting money in the wrong place right right, right 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 so so you you have to start by getting the ship pointed in the right direction yes. first yes. And when people start to see success, I think people support it. And, right. and, and, and that's what this president's committed to do with this LA initiative. And if, this, if the, and if it comes together, and we're optimistic, but if it comes together, you know, we have to get the parties to agree, but if it works, you'll see some very fast placements on the street. And I, I am absolutely convinced because I see it in other communities. When you see another community and the street level numbers going down and down, while we're successfully placing people who have all the issues you have, right. that's when people say, "You know what? This really does work." And right. so there's ways to do it to get behind, but it. you can't handcuff the local providers and say, you can't do it this way, you can't do it that way. Right. The providers know how to do it and, right. and we should get out of their way and let them do it. Right. That's exactly the, the good right. providers. Of
2: course.
3: That's of course.
0: exactly right. Let's take a quick call or somebody had some uh, question about the homeless situation. Uh, let's talk to Monique. Monique, you want to ask us a question? Go ahead.
4: Uh, hey, Dr. Drew. How's it going? Hey, yeah. Robert. Hi, Leanne. Hi. Um, I am... How's it going? I am fascinated sitting here listening. Um, I appreciate from the top to the bottom, the bottom to the top, everybody getting involved. Mental health issues that underserved, unsheltered people face on the streets. Um, We need to get into the heart of it. My heart is beating out of my chest right now. But what I'm trying to convey is we need to have
0: conversations. Because you're optimistic, I hope. I'm, I'm talking to Mr. Marber it's the first time I'm optimistic yes. yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited when yes, I hear this yes I am absolutely yeah good
4: yes optimistic absolutely thank you very much guys I gotta go <laughs> thank <laughs> you thank you
0: She wanted to say that we need to create. Essentially, she in her little blurb here to me, she was saying she wants to create liaison with the homeless, which is true. We need to create trust and and
1: absolutely people that
0: know how to this thing you talk about cracking the code. That's
1: what you're talking about. In the communities that do it real well, you know, the one in San Antonio, we have this most amazing street level worker. His name Ron Brown, and he came from the streets, and he he's been with Haven for Hope about ten years. And peop- and you go to every agency that's doing well. Everybody has a Ron Brown, of course. I, I call they, them. I call them in my world. They're attic whisperers. Yeah, and <laughs> and, 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 and these individuals go out. And, and, they and by do- the way, all the missions downtown have those guys too. I've met them. Yes. And, and, and and what we have found around the country is that the, the new model that really works on the street is hot teams where you where you you take a master's degree general social worker or somebody highly trained in the world of ne- of homelessness and mental health and then you take a police officer who's CIT trained crisis informed treatment right. tra- and you and so they've gone through they're, they they are in your world yep. not 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 the law enforcement no, world no i i listen like even it, it, the, you know the DEA has changed their whole way of doing it, things right. more towards that kind of stuff and if you do and you match those police officers with the social worker and you go out together the success rates off the charts have you I asked mean, how, it, how you, is
2: it like with our hope teams how is that different
1: it, it's very similar and where this actually comes from is domestic violence the crisis intervention teams on the thursday night friday night saturday night where you see so much of the domestic violence that is alcohol driven. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the same, but it's similar enough to learn that they figured out, have most police departments have figured out how to deal with that. Because right. it's so, not a law enforcement issue yeah, per se. Per it, se. It, it, right. it, 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 there's a touch yeah. of law enforcement. Yeah. There's a whole lot of social work. Yeah. There's a whole lot of dignity, respect, and caring. Right. And that's how it works on the street. And a lot of people, uh, on one side, say, oh, we can't use this, and another side, we can't use that, so, but it works. Right, and, right. and you have to have uh, police involved that are properly trained, and, and you have to have the social workers that are also properly right. trained.
0: And, and I would say also the, the people go into social work to do this kind of work. People typically don't go into law enforcement to do this kind of right, work. Of course. So it has to be a properly motivated, properly I mean, trained law enforcement. We've talked to
2: plenty of LAPD too. and sheriffs that just said, whoa, yeah. when we first became a cop or on the beat, that this was not what we were having to deal with. I mean, having to be you know, homeless, uh, you know, uh, social workers and drug addiction, people and crisis management, because yeah. people are willing, you're trying to jump off overpass because they're high on methadone or whatever it is. They're like, this was not what we were trained to
1: do. And, and, and I have a son who just went through a police academy back in Texas mm-hmm. and in some of the, his class would like never want to do this. And right. some, this is their calling. That's good. And that's, that's what you, that's what you need. And I will say you have like here, you're, you you have a Hollywood department, a homeless, I don't I don't know what their technical name is, but they look like a homeless. That they look, feel, and walk like I a homeless. Three outreach, yeah. and so it's led by this great detective, and she really gets it. And so, any any law enforcement that spends time in the streets gets it well, yeah they, 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 they it's it's not, they it's very obvious if you spent a little yeah. time there and, cor- and and she's not people. what you would typically think as your average police officer. Right. she has a whole different and, and she's a cross between a social worker and a and a rabbi and priest and wow, pastor and social she's worker right, it. It. and it then it takes, a police officer all, all, all together and she's cracked the code good. and her unit has but she she doesn't you don't you have to volunteer to get to this unit right you, you know and then you got to have special treatment to get to go out with her or something yeah uh, yeah. let's do that yeah okay. she's great um
0: then you know the DEA has really modified it I was working absolutely a little bit. are you going to get them involved with this too
1: because they, they I think their whole philosophy changed
0: and, and it's moving right. in
1: this direction and in our view is we're looking at any asset that can we bring to the are, table are to do it
0: ta- ta- at least locally here yeah, they yeah. really yeah.
1: want to be part of the solution and, and, and it depends on, you know, what, what, who else, what other partners are offering. So we may get something from somebody and yeah, we yeah. don't need that. So we're looking at the, the president is committed to addressing this issue and 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 we will bring whatever assets we can to the table likewise we need the other partners to do it and we're optimistic and if we can do it we know we can be successful i mean well, do you, do you think before. this
2: can be successful without having laws that will force these people into treatment even though they're so, resistant
0: so, so leanne and I are fearful let's, let's just frame the, the she bringing up a thing that that makes us our stomach roll run rumble which is we have now laws where drug using are yeah, unabated they, they don't even yeah. the, the law enforcement yeah. does not bother getting involved anymore yeah. because they, they give them a citation or a misdemeanor they don't show up they, yeah. what, they what the why the DA doesn't prosecute right. so they don't even do there's it there's no consequences so so and and the same thing on the trafficking and the stealing to use all that right. is not prosecuted any longer so our fear is that unless the laws are kind of modified the the leverage to get the addicts moving right. in the right like direction like the hollywood team is great there.
2: and that that detective woman is great but if she can't convince somebody that is severely mentally ill to go and trust and not be paranoid to get the treatment there's nothing she can do legally and, 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 and let me just say in,
0: in this the la county went out with showers and tried to get hold of people oh, in the showers. Yes. took work? them on average 14 contacts to get one person into one
1: shower and so there's nothing to
0: move and, it along and, <laughs> and, 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 and so just the in question. the
1: last well, I think it's about three weeks ago. It's it's a case called Martin versus Boise, oh, which yes. went all the way up. Uh, we court. talked to the two
2: lawyers that and, presented and, the case. and
1: when they, that's law of the land, they made a decision. Now in... in nice circuit. It, yeah, that's the West Coast. But over in the Southeast out of the Atlanta circuit, there's been a case for 30 years, almost 30 years, and it's called Pottinger versus Miami-Dade. So it's been around a lot longer than this and it's virtually the same ruling. And we have figured out how to navigate that system and make it work. Good. And and just look at the Florida numbers versus California numbers. Ridiculous. And they both now have virtually the same case. One side's you know Martin versus Boise. The other is Miami versus uh, Pottinger. Miami Dade versus Pottinger. And this has actually been around much longer. And so we have figured out how to navigate around that and and work. So there's ways to do it. You have to. yet Nick. It can't be forced now. It has to be incentivized, and you can create incentives that work for large numbers. It won't right. work for a hundred percent. No, no, but, we're not. for progress. Something that's movement. <laughs> yes, and and, and what we've found across Florida, because we I've worked in about half the counties in Florida. Not not is my administration role in my. Prior life. And what we have found is about 70% will come in off the street. If you set everything up and own. write it, if you incentivize incentivizes and set it up right, we have seen that over and over and so, over. So, what are the incentives? Uh, they, <laughs> it, it's running with care and dignity. You have to of do course. it with dignity and respect. But now, but it's a closer. human level.
0: And is there community or something? It, there, I mean,
1: there's community on the inside, but yeah. there's also community on the outreach. It's Got the it. Ron Browns. It's this, this detective sure. in in Hollywood. So it's systematic it, outreach. But you you you, you have you have highly organized, highly holistic system level. And it works. Yes. Yeah. So systematic outreach. Yes. And And, and it's not a one-off. It's not a haphazard thing. It's a highly organized and you have a highly organized place you go to and you have to get everybody involved. And, and that is working.
2: But in California for the guy that's crazy and has his pants down and he's pulled (laughs) out a mattress and he's laying in the middle of the street and he's resistant, resistant, resistant to no matter how much charm anybody can give him to go into treatment. And we all know that he's, Mentally ill, he's the crazy guy laying in the middle of the street and we do nothing. What do we do for that person? In
1: in what I find across the country is is somewhere between fourteen and twenty eight percent, and I've seen it vary around the country. Is what we you, the, the new term is shelter resistant. I used to say when it when it come in, when it comes off. The they're street. just resistant patients. Yeah, right? and, and, and that's and, and, part of psychiatric and, illness. And, but but the good news that means you have eighty percent or seventy five or eighty five percent to work with. So it's true. What, what, I, th- I what, think you're going to find here you got to because we've been going so long. We're going to have a lot of resistance, and, and I agree. And yeah. the communities that have gone the longest without yeah. services and, and have the most and resistance so have the yeah. most resistant. Yeah. But let's let's put that up at the thirty. Let's let's add two percent. I'd say forty okay. percent. Okay, let's but, be generous. Okay, let's do forty. That still means sixty yeah. percent is is. In, in, and let me ask you, if 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 there was a sixty percent reduction here in Los Angeles County, I consider I, and I, would, I would. And I would. we started placing people in long term permanent supportive housing. I car, car wheels rate, down my hill, hill. Would that here. be a Success. Yes. <laughs> right. I would yes. do cartwheels and, down the And hill. so my view is we have enough to say grace over. Yeah. So let's, let's, we know how to work that 60%. Let's work that. Yeah. Now that's not taking away, and this is really, I, I, I don't want to get in your, 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 your yeah. expertise level. Yeah. But the laws of fifty-one fifty got to change in in, oh. in, in <laughs> California. You know, we, have you talked to John Morlock out here? Yeah, He's tried and, twice, uh, tried and, twice. And so so you got to get. Those. We need we need a conservatorships
0: expanded, yes. and we need an expanded definition of gravely disabled. Yes, and, Our and same maybe, maybe
2: some Medicare. Disabled. What were we talking about? Oh, like the and,
0: the IMD exclusion. It, That's it, another thing.
1: In I'll, I'll make it even a little simpler. than That we have people that are that are getting certified at it for fifty-one fifty in California. And it's a for a seventy authorized for seventy two hour hold, mm-hmm. but the system mechanically only tolerates and has the ability to address maybe twenty to twenty three hours.
3: Right. And then they're
1: back so, out. so, so again I, I go with low hanging fruit in terms of systems we can get implementing fast we got to get people that are already being certified, that everybody says needs a 72-hour hold. Oh, yeah. Let's make sure we do a 72-hour hold, not a why? 22-hour hold. Well, the reason they do that, first of all, their beds are at a premium, but the other reason right. they, they do it is
0: the patient comes in and then says, I'm no longer suicidal, right, and then they'll ask him two more questions. Can you get food? There's a McDonald's across the street. Where are you going to live? In my tent at uh, Echo Park? That's it. Can I they just tell hold. you, a
2: week ago in West Hills, the West Hills Hospital where I live, a guy checked himself out of the hospital just wearing a backwards blue thing, no underwear or anything, grabbed a shovel and started breaking windows on all the doors in the neighborhood because he checked himself out. And he's, you know, transient, yeah. home, mentally unstable guy all over the news, all over, you know, local California news.
0: And, and my question to the people that day. let him out is, is he better? Is he happier? Was that That, that was human dignity? That
1: was... <laughs> I, we gotta did you address to, the catalytic event? No. The, and then did it make the but community better? Can you do better? that in no. 24
2: hours? Can you even no. do that in 72 hours? No. No. no.
0: no. No. So we are we agree that at least in this, what we call Lantern and Petra Short Act in this case <laughs> needs to be addressed. And that, that's the part that I've been very focused on because I, I, to have families begging with help to bring their family members home, begging. They have resources, doctors, beds, food, medicine and the, the state of California
1: tells them to take a hike and, every time. And I learned so much at your, your talk you did at the White House at the summit. And it, and I wish everybody, that's online somewhere. I don't know exactly. I don't know the link by man. heart. But I'm going to give a similar talk in Sacramento yeah, on but, Tuesday. But, but if if, if you if that talk will show you how we got there yes. and how we got way out of balance, it is no different than how we got out of balance on the services here. The Absolutely. parallel is, yeah. it's scary. When you did your talk, I was like, Oh my gosh, I've seen it in a different discipline, but we did the same exact thing. stupid mistake. And it's interesting. I read an article from uh, one of the medical journals that Alzheimer's research also did it. It's one of the few areas that there's no treatment right now that stops it. There's no treatment that slows it down in the same, and I read this article and it was about the mechanics of the research and how people were marginalized who actually now have the real idea and the right. real cl- clue. And it is no different than what happened in the world on homeless and moving away from services yep. and no difference to what you, you went into that very elaborate, how it changed in the fifties to the sixties. Yep. And the. It to me it's scary that we here's here's three areas that I know uh, that I know of. Well, I hope it's not happening in many other areas. I hope.
0: Well, we we make mistakes all the time in the names of certain priorities,
1: right? Certain but then priorities. let's fix them. We don't keep going down the course. Uh, let's I'm fix them so with you. I don't
2: think this can get. I, something's going to happen. I mean, you see everywhere now. Everywhere you've driven that you just said earlier that there's just homeless everywhere. Every underpass, every exit off an off-ramp, every overpass when you're driving on a freeway. They're in all of our towns where you never thought you'd see it before there's only going to be some I mean how much more growth can we have before something happens before something gives what you know is you know people are going to become vigilantes or people are going to start I, 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 mean, I would it, say I would
0: say before you start thinking that way the, the troops are coming the the, the cavalry's so. on the way that's how that's what I feel today yeah, I like,
2: haven't it, felt very hopeful in California I, I, with have, our not, I have not but I've not
0: I've not had a Robert I do who <laughs> makes a decision.
2: It, somebody do something until now and I, it,
1: I feel like the the cavalry's on its way I it, really feel it, it, it mm-hmm. and the the president the administration Secretary Carter it worked all through the holidays on this, uh, <coughs> working with the mayor and and working Great. with the county supervisors. And and if that gets done, and we hope, you know, we have to, you got to have partners. And and, and 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 I hope we get there because if we do, you will see some very quick. Improvements. I agree. You don't solve it immediately, but with improvements comes people saying, wow, that worked there. Let's, let's keep Let's going. move right. it two miles over. Let's go I over get here you. and yes. you can get uh, it. Uh, what about the IMD exclusion? I, I think what you, the what you covered is just critical and we got it. And that's one of many. I mean, we got, okay. you know, and I think you got to move that way. You got to move to having a real 72 hour hold. Okay. okay. So we're all in that agreement we, that these are all things that we got to get underway. And there's a mix that you have to have. And, and, because there's no silver, there's no one reason we got here. Right. You know we've messed up a lot of things along the way, mm-hmm. but now we got to stop unmessing, and we got to be real honest about it, and not be. And can it? Let's don't be politically correct because you're not going to solve it. Right. No. Yet we got to start looking at the real issues and start working you know it.
2: i was reading something about your background and i i told dr Drew i knew i liked you when i was reading this that you know when to be a leader you're not going to be popular all the way around and we understand that right so you have to stand up I, and say certain things but what i appreciated in, in one of the articles you could correct me if i'm wrong but you would say please don't let them panhandle in your city. Please stop just giving these homeless people everything to make them comfortable on the street. That's what we're doing with this guy, Max on Valley Circle. I feel like we're just making it so comfortable because people some people who feel like they're doing good and then others that are just enabling him, we know that when it gets really cold, when it gets really rainy, they accept services for a couple of days. It's amazing what happens when they're not comfortable, that they will go and search out things to make them more comfortable. And then when that goes away and it's sunny again, here they come back out, laying all their stuff out on the street. I'll just it's give you like- guys
0: a comment on Facebook. This is Vape who says, my mother has schizophrenia. She was she was long-term committed in a long-term facility for custodial care. An ACLU lawyer got her out and now she's homeless. Good work, everybody. I hope, why is it's that just, lawyer held accountable? What, what are you, right. I, I mean, mean they, why is he, they feel
2: like they're doing that. If she that.
0: dies, I want him accountable.
2: But I feel like her. the ACLU, when, they, when it comes to these cases, they, 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 they do one step, right? Well, they have their civil rights. You can, because they're well, mentally, they, you, you can't I've heard people say, do you, you do.
0: think they don't have agency? Yeah, when you're in certain disease states, you don't no, have agency. That's ex- a feature of the disease. Exactly. And we want to restore their agency. And it doesn't take much to restore agency of people
1: with certain illnesses. And, and for people who are going to go online and watch what you, you did, when you were at the White House and you were comparing, sometimes you have a medical issue, whether it's heart attack, stroke, yeah. or seizures. Right. You you have no capacity of decision making. We right jump right, right in, in, in there. On there. We Take them
2: right and, to the and, hospital. And the
1: parallel when you said you know and if we, we they do your best to try to find your family whatever and if they don't they still go you in. Treat them in of fact, course. If you don't you're going to probably be in trouble. You're
0: going to be in big trouble. You're going yeah, it's, it's, it's unconscionable. It, it, and yet if it's a psychiatric illness magically we don't treat
1: the, it. The brain is a medical organ just right. like the heart exactly is, like the right. lung right. is, or a knee joint. That's exactly
0: right. And it, it doesn't. Sometimes it can't work and it affects things like agency and insight. And then we got to restore it. We got to help treat it so it restores all that. Addiction is one of the conditions where it goes away. Schizophrenia, certain bipolar states. Look, these are... Every other country on earth treats these things. Why can't we? It's just so silly. And not only look at
2: that, people, you know, just in communities where you see people, a lot of times it's like, ah, I don't care if they're doing drugs, as long as it doesn't affect me. Well, it's affecting all of us now, right? Because they're all on the streets. You're, You're passing by watching people smoke meth and doing heroin and shooting up as kids are walking by in their school buses. And it's just, it's insanity. You know what I mean? It's, it's, gotten, that it's just, gotten to
0: a dystopian, right. really weird situation, and I'm worried about the the infectious disease problem too. We had typhus outbreak. Well, we saw that in right. San Diego. It's common. Uh, yeah. More's common. More stuff's common because if you don't if you don't manage sanitation, you get infectious diseases. Rats. And we have and we have AFB. We oceans. have tuberculosis, non-tuberculosis <laughs> AFB, typhus. We're gonna. We've got norovirus. We've got untreated excrement Raced. going to the ocean yeah. and killing the sea mammals whoa, we got a, We got an emergency here we got to deal with. But I know, speaking of emergencies, you've got to go <laughs> to another go. meeting. Know. We're, we're going to stick around and answer some phone yeah. calls, but I'm going to let you and go. thank you very much for for having me on your show. I can't, I and cannot. Thank you. Thank, thank you, sir. I, I yes. actually think this is going to have a big impact. I think people seeing you and understanding what you're up to and feeling optimistic about building community and, and outreaching. And li- create, liaison is the word I kept I used early on. I saw no one attempting it, but you're talking about creating liaison services that are effective and then maintaining
1: that relationship. And we know it works in places. We know it works. Yeah. So it works
0: it's gonna work and for tens it, of thousands of
1: people. And, and I wanna just close with something you, you, were, you were talking about we need everybody to do this. We, we need mayors, we need governors, we, we need Congress. We need we, Leanne and counsel. your kids and yeah. your neighbor. we neighborhood. We, we need everybody. We need the detective in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, and we, we need, we need the, 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 the different agencies and the service providers. And if we all work together, we're going to get here. We may not agree on every little nuance or a little here and there, but I'm finding there's much more commonality around it if you can get past the PC stuff, to be real honest. That's sticking a lot of people up. And all I want to do is get people off the street forever. That's all I want to do. That's all all we all want to do. And and if you're not doing that, you're contributing to their death. And the, how can you justify that? And, and the the death rates we're seeing a lot of cities, a lot of counties having death rates you've never seen before. I understand. And that's the old, that's what if that metrics doesn't get you, you know, it's time to wake up. These are fatal
0: illnesses untreated, and we're allowing them to go unchecked. People are going to die, and they're dying by the thousands. We've got to do something. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate Marvitt. it. Is there a yes. website or anything like for people to anywhere? Do they can support or be a part of this? Or uh, look out for more? Yeah, news? <laughs> look out
1: for more. Secretary Carson's our leader on this part, and you know so we're go to hoping hhs. on that. Get, so HHS.gov, yes,
0: you can find information there too. So, so. HHS.gov, and uh, they will send you right on over there. Thank, Thank you, you sir, very much. Hopeful. Appreciate it. Do you want to take a little break, Caleb? I take a little break, and then we'll come back with your calls. Okay, welcome back, everybody. I apologize, people have been on hold forever. We had two very special guests today. The United States Interagency Council on Homelessness, of course, is headed up by Robert Marbot, who is here with us, uh, giving us hope that really think the the cavalry is underway. In Los Angeles, you can find help with homelessness at Lhasa, L A H S A dot org. You, you like LASA? Well. Wait, Leanne, I don't hear oh, her. There you hello? are. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I just feel like without any laws to put any teeth into anything, I feel I, like millions of dollars are I, going I, to waste I, I, with Lhasa. I hear
0: you. I hear. Her. I understand. But but again, let's 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 stay positive. The way he was. He he's. I think he's got a plan. I'm feeling
2: hopeful for what he's hopeful. doing, Lhasa not so much.
0: Okay. Also, feel L.A. Like waste of money. Outreach Portal available if you see someone. la Dash Oh, I've tried that. Org.
2: Tried that I know. with our Max. Oh, we went out and talked to him three different, four different, five different times. And, All right.
0: Uh, Let yeah. me get to the call people who are on hold for eternity, and I apologize for that. So, uh, Julie, here we go. Julie, what's going on?
2: Hi, Dr.
5: True. How are you? I just want go to ahead. tell you it's an honor to speak to you. I've watched you for years. Thanks, uh, celebrity Rehab was probably the one show that was the most raw, accurate uh, um, portrayal to the public about the severe addiction crisis we have in this country. Yes, and ma'am. I still Thank wish you. it was on the air.
0: Well, thank you for that. But uh, here we are. We can we can try to keep pushing the messages out uh, through shows like this. What's, what's on your mind? You've been waiting a long time, and I, I'm so sorry.
5: That's okay. Thank you. I was married, long-term marriage, to a severe gambling addict. Severe. Multi-million dollar gambling addict who actually was a physician. And um, as he got older, it got worse. And I started to think, after really looking at a lot of, reading a lot, educating myself, going to therapy myself, that there's probably a lot of comorbid, severe mental health issues involved. Correct. There's
0: different kinds of, ga- different sort of flavors of gambling addiction, and some of them, yes, have very severe... What do you mean
2: by comorbid?
0: Coexistent, co-occurring. Co- but but it. but But with gambling, it's sort of causational in some cases but go ahead tell me your question
5: and so my question is um what do you do if you're dealing with a lot of codependent family members Mm -hmm. uh on both sides that still are dealing with the fallout from this are not getting help Mm -hmm. and um it's sort of like a parasite that's becoming bigger than just the one person who has the addiction Right. Of what advice would you give to a family in order to deal with it so it doesn't get passed on generation after generation in addition to um helping the addict himself who really has been on and off on and off right. uh, inpatient uh rehab treatment and now unfortunately not in a good place again
0: right uh is he doing cool. anything besides gambling is there drugs involved too
5: Um, I do know that he does take medications for a heart condition. Um, I don't know firsthand, but there are a lot of other, um, codependent family members that have access to not only medications, but prescribing him medications. um, And so I can't speak with specificity to it, but my guess is that he is taking medications. He's not, he's not, uh, a drinker at all. Uh, no alcohol involved. Okay, but certainly years of
0: prescription medication enablers, enablers, or really like if if these are obviously physicians because they're prescribing, Mm. and there are lots of medication that can make gambling worse. For instance, sometimes gambling disorders can be associated with bipolar (laughs) disorder. And somebody who's treating somebody who complains of depression with a gambling addiction can make them more manic and make their oh boy. gambling worse. Oh boy. They're anti-Parkinsonian medication that can actually induce a gambling state. So there's a lot of complexity in gambling.
2: And, and the gambling, is it because of risk and, yeah. and just... To, well, gambling, ooh. again,
0: has to have different flavors. Some people like losing, believe it or not. Really? They gamble until they lose. They Everything. only feel alive unless they're losing. There is deading gambling. There's winning gambling and there's sort of a sociopathy criminal gambling. Well, was the of, second one you said? Uh, Debting. They oh. like they like to they just they just get com- their compulsive debtors. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and, and so it has many of these different and by mood disorders can fi- factor into it. And so I really worry about anybody prescribing. And it's also very common for there to be addiction to substances alongside alongside the gambling. And you, Julie, did exactly the right thing, which is you took care of yourself and much like you know they say you've got to put the mask over your own mouth before you help a child if uh, if the oxygen drops out of the airplane same is true with addictive diseases you have to have somebody in your corner you have to this disease will suck you in every time addictions of all type behavioral or chemical addictions so any family member who's not yeah. actively involved in a treatment process is a part of the problem they can't help it they're necessarily a part of the problem So it is either going to Al-Anon or uh, or going to a therapist. By the sounds of what's going on here, a therapist would be the right sort of thing to do for everybody. And and Julie, I mean, seeing here that your husband,
2: it's like millions of dollars in debt from his gambling.
5: This was multi-multi-multi-million dollars. His drug of choice was uh, horse racing. Uh, He is also a master, master poker player. And so the dopamine rush, everything that Dr. Drew talks about from a neuropsychiatric point of view, is all in play with addictive family members who are physicians as well. And it's a cocktail for crazy making. And it had been so for quite a number of years. I've gone to uh, Gaminon. I sought help in uh, many different uh, psychological arenas. I finally, I, I have an amazing therapist um, in New York who actually uh, deals very specifically with sociopathy,
2: psychopathy. Good. I suspect that all of this is intertwined with this. It too. sounds like dangerous, it. dangerous, dangerous yeah. stuff. Yeah, it sounds like. I mean, it. just the fact that you've stuck around this long—I don't know that I would be a saint like you. But, <laughs> that's, but, that's but, hard. but, you, but
0: don't you get the feel that Julie is? She knows what she's dealing with, right? Oh, right. She's, not, she's just, seeking no help. Yeah, she's, sure. she's contained. She's not sucked into it, and, but and I, all I you guarantee do you, so. a
2: lot of women would not have stuck around for that. Yeah. That's a lot of stuff going on with money. I mean, when it deals with your money and losing and I... your homes and losing your relationships everything. with family, it's yes. everything.
5: This was everything with him. I protected myself to some degree. However, I will just say this to the public because I know that you reach a lot of people, Dr. Drew, that um, your discussions about um, cluster B personality disorders and mood disorders and anger management and all of that, if anybody out there senses that there's anything that's going on that even hits a couple of the points that I made, then I feel like I've been helpful. But certainly in my family, I can tell you that it takes a village and my main concern right now is it took me quite a long time um, to really identify what was going on here because most gambling addicts are typically of higher intelligence than the average person. Um, A lot of them are very charismatic and come across, I call it it, um, uh, wearing a mask of sanity and they do it for quite a long time until fun. Yeah. That's that's more about. I wish it.
0: characterologically as you say cluster b access to characterologically driven components of people that are predisposed to gambling addiction but you know like every addiction too they won't get help until some you know well because in their
2: mind they don't they're smarter than everybody else they don't need to they've got it under control it's really tough
0: to get people into gambling care and uh we're not even talking about him we're just talking about all the The, the addictive qualities and well no we're just talking about all the collateral damage and trying to help those people because he sounds like he'd be very very tough to treat Julie, I'm sorry you're dealing with all that, yeah. but I'm glad you're, right ta- glad you're taking care of yourself. Thank you
5: so much, Dr. Gruen. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Bye. And her telling the story, again, will help other people <sighs> yeah, who hear sure, this stuff. Yeah, sure. Of course. Of, of course. Uh, he's not the deading type. He's the thrill type. The, right. The, you know, so there's different kinds of gambling addicts. Um, Millions of dollars. Oof. Yeah, and that's something. Uh, Catherine wants to talk about something. Catherine, what's going on?
4: Hi. Thank you for taking my call, Dr. Drew. You bet. Um, I really want to thank you for all that you do for people. Um, my question is, is we are having a numerous amount of unborn children being born to heroin, mm-hmm. meth, etc. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you can start doing to try to help us um, bring in some kind of law or act that would allow a loved one to have an adult addict committed if they're pregnant? Uh, some, some states
0: oh, yeah, some states will do that. Some states are uh, not with opiates so much. Uh, and by the way, an opiate addict should be put on methadone or suboxone. Babies then are born dependent on opiates, and they have almost no withdrawal. People wake way too much of that. The problem is taking heroin during your pregnancy yeah. makes, mm-hmm. makes the pregnancy end mm-hmm. and gives pre pre-intreader well, post- retardation is- and preterm labor. Right. But if you get on a long-acting yeah. opiate or on suboxone, you can have a full term, the baby will be born addicted, go through a little diarrhea, and that'll be that. It's no big deal. Meth is destructive. Stimulants are destructive. I have a a personal story. And in some states, let me just tell you, in some states, they will arrest the mother for child abuse. Right. For That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So go ahead.
4: Mm -hmm. Well, I have a personal story that um, affected my grandson. Uh, My daughter was 23 years old, and we live in California. And I contacted uh, child protective services mm-hmm. asking them to arrest her for child endangerment because she was a, an adult mm-hmm. there was nothing i could do even though laura's law is a law in california right. it has to be enacted county by county I know. so then nine months later after i'm told they won't help me they take my grandson and lie to deny me placement of him mm-hmm. so it's another horrible thing because CPS has been removing these children and denying bio family. It is a national crisis, Dr. Drew, and I want it to be heard. It right. needs to get out there. It, there needs to be one in every state where a loved, concerned grandmother or mother, oh, or whomever, yes. could get this person committed I, I, or I mean, in we, order we, to for rehab. She, this. she lived been, in Tent City. I, I, listen, there been, was there was, listen, was no way.
0: Catherine, we've been begging for this in California. Literally going up with politicians and begging. You can be part. Checking with John Morlock. He'll take you up to Sacramento with him. What
2: are you gonna say? No, no, no. I mean, it just seems like isn't that you would think in the the best uh, outcome for the child would be to be placement with yes. a loving family yes. member yes. who wants the child. Yes, I don't understand wh- why that's I, a problem. I, uh, I mean, do they think that that you're too close to the problem of the I, I the, the daughter, the son, yeah. whoever's having the problem with the child in the first place? That the child might be exposed or, back or to it, that person. It may
0: be more of a systems thing. Like the like <laughs> they have liability if they don't put them within the system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but a kid a is only going pre- to no, hey, do better if he has a family member that wants them. I'm, I'm oh, with you 100. Oh boy. Uh, Randy, sorry about all the delay. What, what's going on, Randy?
6: Hi, Doctor Drew, and it's a pleasure to be on. I watch you for a while as well. Thank you. Buddy. So I've been listening to your show, and unfortunately, a lot of my questions were answered.
3: Oh, good. Uh, that's a, that's not unfortunate. That's a good course. thing. It's good.
6: Yeah, but I say it in a pessimistic way because. This, this is what's going on. I have a son that's severely addicted and he's had, you know, some traumatic things gone on in, in his life. We didn't know he was going down this road right. until it's really, he's really so severely caught up. We've been trying to get him treatment. He's been to treatment, but he is still, I don't know. He's just, he's just, Severely in a desperate need.
0: What's, what's I don't know drug? what to do.
6: I've talked to the crisis response teams, and they talk about the civil rights. They understand oh. that he has a problem, but they said they can't oh. touch him and take him anywhere because he hasn't committed a crime. Right.
0: What? What? It's uh, like what's, we're sitting here watching this die. Can't that's do anything about doing. it. That's what you're doing, and that's the laws. You must be in California. You're in Ohio. Wow. They've got that same wow. problem there. We thought it was just California. Well, I'm, from, I'm,
6: from Ohio, but, uh, I'm from Ohio, but I'm from Ohio, but I'm. I'm in uh, another state right now, okay. And because that, that's where he is, he's in another state. He's not in Ohio. He Must be in California. You're, you're must trying be California. to find but,
2: him, right? You're yeah. trying to get him off the street.
0: He's not on the street
6: only because I am putting him in hotels. I'm putting him here, and uh, just to be on, just so he's not on the street. He doesn't have
0: insurance. What's his drug of choice? Methamphetamine math is rough man. yeah math is rough, yeah. math is rough. It, it distorts their thinking so much uh he needs to go somewhere for a year at least right he needs to go have an extended stay and i'm sure he's paranoid and uh, suspicious of you and everybody else that he's normally close to uh but what do can, you do
2: with somebody that doesn't have insurance Drew? well how, how do we help those people
0: there are county funded beds Where where is he exactly do you know Okay, is he in california because i know I, I know the resources in california but you got to you got to check with local no
6: he, he's not in california he's in oklahoma
0: okay so you got to look for local resources that are most most treatment centers will have some kind of either independently funded or county funded operations. At least have, some sort of help. It's hard to get yeah. them it's hard yeah. to get them but you have to you know have to check every day and you have to call and call and call and um you know, whatever, he's gone
6: to the middle, he's gone to the mental health I don't mean to interrupt he's gone to the mental
0: health facility and
6: asked uh said you know with a crisis asked if he could be received and they told him as an outpatient
0: right well, then take so therefore take that, that doesn't that doesn't work because he gets caught up in the meanwhile and doesn't
6: go and won't go back
0: I know I know I understand and this is this how is long the, an
2: outpatient how what do they give him 24 hours 72 hours maybe? no
0: an outpatient he'd get like a month but it's three days a week or four four, You know, it's not like
2: he's he just has to come in and out of the hospital and that's what he's saying if he doesn't feel like it that day he just never goes back well he won't
0: if he's using but it's it's so this is the stuff that leanne and i have been screaming about that there's no laws i mean to have a
2: dad following him around to make sure that he gets him into a hotel room while he can't do anything for the addiction or get him into some kind of shit breaks my heart
0: the the other way to go about this well and if it's
6: not it's not even that because I can't follow him around because, as Doctor Drew alluded to, the paranoia yeah. and all that. Then you know he will turn on me like I have caused or created. I, I don't know what's what's really going on in his mind. I know, but, no, but I mean,
2: you're there it, it, and you've put him in drama. hotel room, so he's not on the street. That's that's what I think most desperate parents can want you, to do. And is try there do. a
0: world that you can get him arrested for using meth and get a enlightened judge to <sighs> mandate treatment? Can you find? Can in you, I don't know how that. I should. I've done that a million times. He,
6: he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't do it around me. Mm. And we've had him EOD. We had him EOD two times in one weekend. What does that mean? They held him for twenty four hours That's, and let him go.
0: Yeah, I know. They did a video
6: conference with the doctors over at the mental health place, and they didn't
0: accept him. Now you can't hold people against their will for doing drugs. That's the crazy thing about our society. Um. So you'd have it, to, it, get... it, it, it breaks my heart. I know. I'm a combat veteran, seen much tragedy on the
6: battlefield, and I, here I come back home and watching this slow, you know, this slow process. I, I don't. It's,
0: it's horrible. I, I, again, I you, if you can get in and use, like, go to the local police, you know, authorities, and and say, look, I've got an addicted son. Can't what? What do you have? Can you arrest him? Can you, him? Can me, you mandate? Yeah, your, tools, I've, I've done this kind of thing something. a bunch of times, where people get in various ways. Police can really be a part of the solution. They don't want to put him in jail, and they don't want you him to die. They want to help you, uh, and if they can do it, or if they can have a judge that can mandate, you know, away, send him away for a while for care. Uh, I've done that, and I and it has worked, but it's it's difficult to do. You have to really do some legwork, but you really got to start with law enforcement and see if they have any resources that they can help you with. Randy, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It's a terribly I frustrating problem, and I I, I wish we had and better laws to, to help people get better. Yeah. Brian, what's going on? Brian. Hey, how you doing, Drew? You live. You live, man. What's up?
7: I talked to you about a month ago about my mom who was going through chemo, and, and I, I was asking you about chemo brain. Yep. And? and unfortunately, she passed a couple weeks ago, and oh. we've gone through all that. But sorry about that. Uh, my question for you tonight, and it's kind of uncomfortable to talk about, but uh, I was able to travel out and spend some time with her when she was in inpatient hospice.
3: Okay.
7: And the hospice nurses told me when I arrived there that um, she was under a special contact order where the nurses, CNAs had to be gowned and gloved and all of that. Right, right. Because when they ad- when they admitted her, they noticed some lesions on her vagina. Mhm. And they suspected it was herpetic mm-hmm. virus. Mhm. And I was just wanting to know your thoughts on that if I don't think there I you know, uh, my brother and I took good care of her, and I don't suspect any abuse or anything like that. Oh, no. no. But is it how old was she when possible how old that was she? her uh, suppressed immune system yeah. over all of her chemo treatments right. brought out the condition she may have been harboring over all the years?
0: Absolutely. How, how old was she? 78. 78. So a lot of people, particularly women, can harbor an infection, a herpetic infection, and never know they have it. And when the immune system gets suppressed like this, then that's when it comes out. And that's when it's infectious, too. That's why they have to wear all the gowns and things. To protect themselves. And passing it to other people. So, you know, it, it... It you know, maybe it was some handle, you know, this, you can get herpes viruses on your hands and things, and maybe something happened in, you know, when she was sick in the hospital and got transmitted that way. I doubt it. It's very unlikely. The more likely thing is she had it forever, never knew it, and no big deal.
7: That's kind of what I figured. When I showed up and, you know, I, I was supposed to go there and help her out after her, infusion and then the infusion was canceled and when yeah. i showed up she was in inpatient hospice. so i was yeah a little bit off guard and shocked and then that's the first thing they told me
0: yeah it's just it,
7: and it just, that took a little bit for me to, to digest but then the more i think about it it's probably more common than not isn't oh it?
0: yeah very most people that have it don't know they do it's, it's it, the society makes a huge okay. deal out of this skin rash, and, but it's it's a non-thing for, for people that have it typically. So, all right?
7: Don't worry okay, about thanks me. so I'm much, Drew.
0: Glad sir. you called. Uh, sorry about mom, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, I got to get quickly. Uh, John, you want to ask about the National Guard to assist with homeless issue. Um, I have no objection to that, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. It sounds like Mr. Marbert has a more... Carrot oriented, uh,
2: some kind of plan. plan That's what Leanne or, wanted. Leanne, uh, yeah, the
0: National Guard. I, or, I, I yeah, like, to
2: it. it's not going to happen. I just want federal. I, I, have never been one to say National Guard per se, but I just think something needs to happen where California is forced to do something.
0: We'll see if they, if they don't accept the help of the executive branch of the government, that would be very interesting. Right. and Then you'd be thinking right. about uh, that. Uh, I, I really have typically to...
2: National Guard are mm-hmm. when they're used as a state thing yeah. you're the governor has to say yes. i want the national guard to yes. come in like with wildfires and stuff like that so it's interesting it's daniel
0: interesting. go ahead
7: hey good evening thanks for taking my call love your show um all of it and i wanted to ask uh i saw you're turning the math singer. you have a great voice the baritone is very unique sounded great <laughs>
3: thank you um Unique.
7: I was wa- I was wondering, uh, the show The Masked Singer borrows, it seems, imagery of like Illuminati and Fre- Freemasonry.
3: Uh,
0: and
7: I'm wondering, do you think TV shows and the media uh, borrow the imagery because it's edgy or is there something more going on there?
0: Well, I joined the Illuminati and the Freemasons <laughs> to be on that show. I had to be indoctrinated into both. No, you're giving away your no,
2: secrets, Drew. No, I. Okay.
0: They, they're just. I I been so. in, I've I been. I've been. So. I've been in <laughs> those right? I've been in those meetings where they come up with these logos and things. And believe me, they just there's a bunch of people sitting around a table going, "Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Now, look at that. So, Put that yeah. on here." So yeah, yeah, that's that's all they do. <laughs> Leanne, thank you for being with us yes, today. Yes, of course. Thank you It really thank was for fun. It's been. I miss you. It's like, like getting the band back together. I know. We did, we spent just about our usual time frame I here know. too. Isn't that I know. crazy? Yeah. Um, next show live uh, will be January 26th. That when we do the the live call in show that we're doing, be sure to sign up at DoctorDoo TV. You'll get a message when we're streaming. Also, we're going to do some daily doses, but we probably won't. I'm going to Sacramento to give a talk, as I was telling Leanne. So we probably won't do a daily dose until Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> Susan,
2: when you come back, yeah, yeah. When, yeah. <laughs> which Wednesday? <laughs> she just said yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday night, if you can. You you don't know when you'll be back from your...
0: I'll be back Tuesday. Oh, taping. that thing. Yeah, okay. Am I allowed to say it? Y- y- I'm doing something for MTV. Or, oh. Yeah. can I tell him? No. Mm-mm. It's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, Off the air. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Again, you can sign up with your email, but best option is sign up with your phone number because those are, alerts are quick and easy, and no worries about spam because we are only alerting to let you know when we are taking calls. I did it. And it subscribe great. to the podcast at uh, Ask Dr. Drew is now available as a podcast. So make sure you subscribed to all the podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere else, and go to drdrew.com. And uh, I'm going to try to get some email stuff here. So um, do text your questions to 984 to Dr. Drew, as well as uh, drdrew.com slash contact. We've got to get the emails there. And the links to me and Adam and After Dark and Dr. Drew Podcast and all that stuff is there. I want to do a
2: podcast with you and Adam again. Like right, when I used to come on Love Line. All that right. Bring you into there. Their... Nowadays, like with Adam, I would love to pick uh, his brain.
0: Uh, you guys would find a lot of common ground, I suspect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. well,
2: and not only our racing stuff, but yeah. Oh, he's stuff. got. Oh, did you yeah. see
0: this you saw the shelby documentary. oh yeah of course yeah the and shelby he's got America. a new one about the, the a guy named uh
2: the african-american uh, yes, driver yes mm-hmm. called uppity In- indy car driver yes the only like, and yeah, he was a yeah.
0: great driver and he i haven't he got, seen it yet. he is one of the nicest men i've ever met uh t oh my, am blanking on his name willie t ribb Willie, uh, and uh, I just am excited for him that that show gets out there because I okay. think that one's going to resonate with people. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'll get you on Emma, Dr. Drew. We'll Correct. figure that out. Yeah, nice. uh, and for everybody else, we thank you for being here. Thank you for your calls, and we'll see you next time. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. Today's call screener is Lindsay K. Floyd. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. If you have a question, go to drdrew.tv, that is D-R-D-R-E-W.TV, and sign up to receive an alert next time I am taking calls. No spam, just quick alerts when I'm streaming live. Also, you can text your question to me right now at 984-237-3739, and I'll see if I can help you out on one of our future shows. Check out our other podcast and watch the full-length HD video versions anytime at drdrew.com. This is just a reminder that the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care or medical evaluation. This is purely for educational and entertainment purposes. I'm a licensed physician with over 35 years of experience, but this is not a replacement for your personal physician, nor is it medical care. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me. Call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, anytime, 24-7, for free support and guidance. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com slash help.